0: to welcome y'all to the mainly M&M show. welcome y'all to the mainly M&M show.
1: And welcome to another episode of the Mainly Eminem podcast in association with EPro. Uh, on today's show, we will be dissecting and talking about Doomsday Part 2, uh, which has just dropped, and that was from the Lyrical Lemonade's album All Is Yellow. So, of course, the track uh, is featuring Eminem. It is Eminem's first sort of solo track since Music To Be Murdered by Side B drop back in December of 2020. So it was good to hear him just on a track on his own. The Doomsday 2 is of course a follow-up to Juice World and Corday's Doomsday, which is sampled with Role Model from the Slim Shady LP. Um, so part two is produced by Eminem, Danielle, Kosher World, John Nasito, and Cole Bennett. And yeah, it's not a long track, it's around about one one minute 59 seconds so blake ross have joined us today for today's show and yeah guys what what are your thoughts on the track
0: uh yeah like you said it's it's not very long it's also quite funny because he's like re reignited the beef with benzino again which is a bit odd which i thought i didn't think we would see i thought (laughs) we'd probably see a new album before i saw that to be quite honest but yeah it's pretty good i do it's still a role model sample which is cool i like the fact that he's been rhyming on more recent beats like the same as like lace it lace it was like a proper juice world style beat this is also probably that i'd probably say similar yeah i really enjoyed it but like you said it's quite it's quite short so and i don't really think it's getting the best reception online compared to lace it but yeah i thought it did well in the album as well it flows quite well off of doomsday part one
1: with like you said juice world and corday what what's the reaction online because i've not really been looking at it that much recently
0: what I, I, it was a comment on his, well, on his um, recent song as well. People are saying they don't like the fact that he goes a bit crazy on the ad-libs, um, mm. which is fair enough. I mean, he does, there is a lot of them on both Lace It and on, on this track as well. But, I mean, people don't like the fact that Eminem's quite robotic in his delivery sometimes to make things rhyme. So I think that's probably, you know, if you don't like those specific things, don't listen to his music. I don't really get the what you're really expecting as well. It's a feature on a, on a moderately trap album. So
1: yeah, Blake, what did you? What's your thoughts on this track? Bit surprised to hear him call it Benzino.
2: Well, see, I'm going to call a lot of people out on Twitter now. I think you all need to get a grip because it's all well good saying, oh, you know, he's dragging up old beefs, and you know, it's 2024 and he's still calling that Benzino. It's like, unfortunately, ever since music to be murdered by Benzino hasn't been able to not keep Eminem's name out of his mouth he's been on interviews, he's been doing this, that and the other, and it's like, don't get me wrong, like, I'd have preferred him to just leave it because the the more you give him the time of day, the more he's probably going to go, oh, you know, I'm doing something good here. But then it makes me laugh because just after this track's come out, Benzino's gone, oh, do you know what? I'd just love to sit down with him and talk about hip-hop because I think that would be an absolute amazing conversation. It's like, well, which one is it? You know, do you not like the guy, and do you want to keep talking smack about the guy, and he's going to talk smack about you, or do you actually want to be mates with this guy, and do you actually just want to have a conversation? So, I think the people which are getting upset because Eminem's giving Benzino a little shit need to need to calm down a little bit and look at the bigger picture of why he's done that. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; I mean, in terms of how the track actually went, I thought it was if it, it felt like quite different; and it felt new. Because it's one of those with this track, you know he could have done a feature on someone else's song, and it would have been give or take the same amount of time, so you know i'm I'm happy with what we've got and i I love the way they've remixed the actual raw model sample, yeah, I thought, do you know what that is fresh it's even though it's an original beat, it's a fresh beat at the same time, so I was actually quite impressed with how they went around that.
1: Yeah, so if I'm right in saying the the sample is basically the the guitar of role model on loop, isn't
2: it? Yeah, so it it is because to be fair, you can also hear the um that there was a I can't remember exactly which point it is, but you sort of hear like the little bubbling, you know how you can at the start of role model. Mm, Yeah. Um, so you can hear that. So I think it is literally just the role model, but I think they've added a few more kick drums and lengthed it out a little bit and just um add a little bit more bass to it. Um, but other than that I'm, I'm fairly confident it is straight off the original raw model beat just you know slightly twisted a little mm. bit which again I, I can't complain with I, I enjoyed how it came out
1: Yeah yeah. I'll give my, my sort of small review on it as well I don't want to sound like him but I'm not feeling the greatest today um, so I'm, I'll, I'll make it quick but um, I, f- I think it was yeah I don't have a problem with him calling it Benzino because it was last year uh, that he was on numerous podcasts talking about how how he can how can Eminem be the the face of hip hop blah blah blah, and you know he, I did watch his interview uh, on I think it was No Jumper and he was like yeah you know it was it was more the fans that, that were doing it and I'm like but you know at the same time he did pick pick it with the fans like I don't know if the guy's got sort of roid rage issues similar to Melly Mel but you know he would he would bite so easily I know that there, there is a lot of uh, there's a big fan base, but any time someone would jump in the comments, he would he would just bite so easily. So, I mean, he's only really got himself to blame. In all honesty, I know he's sort of doubling down a little bit now, but you know you've been you've been slating him for you know a good sort of twelve, eighteen months as well. So um, yeah, I don't have a problem with with him biting back at him. You know, it is what it is. You, you keep on getting a you know you keep on shouting trying to get attention then you eventually get it and then you're all offended um but yeah no i'm i'm happy with it uh ross d- did you think even before this um track even came out would there ever have been a chance of a coil array m feature
0: no no surely not surely anyone that's listened to anything coil array has done because if you have tiktok you've heard coil array she's that she's literally everywhere but um, no. What 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 would what would that sound like? That's like even to people going, Oh, do an Ariana Grande song with Eminem. Why why yeah. on earth would anyone want that? Like it would sound so wrong. And I just don't don't think many people would want a a Coilera-A feature either. I mean also he did it like going back to what you were saying about the, the Benzino thing, I'm pretty sure they fell out on when we were doing another episode probably last year. They had fallen out because um Benzino I know she said oh she wasn't gonna rule out Uh, developing her career because of her dad's past with certain rappers so obviously Mm. alluding to Eminem and maybe some affiliates from Shady but and then he got all shirty about it he then came off of Twitter etc or now X as it is but it's just quite funny like you said that he was constantly bringing him up and then now he's had to double down a little bit and blame the fans which I think he did actually post his address if I'm wrong in saying he said if you're a stan and want it come come here and posted his (laughs) address which is just dense but no i don't think anyone would want a coil a feature of eminem i don't think she would want it either which is completely fair enough
1: yeah i've got a question for you though uh, from the you know from what M said just before you know he went at ben zero uh, who did have the the second best verse on forever
0: uh, I, my opinion lil wayne um just just because i think it flows a lot better but yeah obviously i think they all rewrote them didn't they uh, prior to that song, when they heard Eminem's verse, sorry, they all decided to rewrite their, their, their verses, rewrite their verses. And um I, I still think Lil Wayne, I just Drake goes pretty hard, but Kanye's just not quite the right sound for me on that track. Mm. Um I definitely would say yeah Lil Wayne second best
2: easily.
1: Uh Blake, did you catch the I'm back with Cole Bennett and I've been at the level G called Bennett. Did you notice that?
2: Be fair, I did notice it but it's it's only really until well, I've, we were talking about it, you know, behind the scenes, and you you don't really appreciate the lines until you actually sit there and think about it for a few minutes. Yeah, I, I thought, well, it's it's actually really cool how he's done that because obviously Jay Cole is at a stupid level. Like he is, well, I I would say him. You could argue a couple of other rappers, but he's definitely been carrying hip hop for a while. Yeah, you know, so like you know, to say that he's at that level like he's recognizing jay calls it now at that level that and you know has been at and used to be at stuff like that so i like you know obviously cole bennett's doing his thing as well so no you you've, you've got to appreciate that line but on first listen straight over my head <laughs> wait do you
1: think that these two should eventually collaborate though what is what is stopping that from happening do you think
2: it's it's a hard one in fairness because Obviously, you've got a number of things which could, you know, conflict it. Obviously, schedules is the big one. You know, finding finding what would be the best topic, I suppose. But at the end of the day, I think it's more so... I, f- I think what's put M off slightly is how much... So, for example, the the track that M did with Kendrick Lamar on Mar- mm. the Martial LP2. Yeah, I love game. Don't get me wrong, like... I don't. I wouldn't say it's a bad track. It's just that it isn't a great track, if that makes sense. I, it didn't hit the potential which both of them could have done because yeah. I think it was a very last-minute thing. So I feel like because of that pressure, they don't want to disappoint it. So if they put a track out and everyone goes, do you know what, that that wasn't it, then it's, it, it kills all that hype and it kills that momentum. So I, I think it's one of those where... If they do a track and it isn't perfect or it isn't at the level they want it to be, then it's, it's not gonna, it, yeah, it, it's just going to be seen as a failure, yeah. do you know what I mean? So but He was
0: meant to be on Ya Ya, on Music To Be Murdered By, but I think, again, a scheduling conflict got in the way and they went for uh, Black Thought instead. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was meant to be on on that, and he's done a tune with Royster 5-9 um Bob Lobo off of The Book of Ryan. Oh, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, uh, but I, I think that's the kind of sound that they would aim for, that kind of melodic, uh, like old school 90s, I guess, like uh, flow. Boobo. But it would be hard to do. I think if we were to get a new album, I'd like to see J. Cole as a rap feature. Like, that would be really good. But it would have to be in theme to, what, like, like Blake said, whatever the theme is of the song. If they do a, a heady tune where... You know, it's a bit of a double entendre the whole way through and one thing means another, etc., then you'd have to sit down and make sure they're going to nail it because otherwise it could just go over the majority of the fan base's heads. Mm. Yeah, I sure that.
2: personally think the best result you're going to get out of an Eminem J. Cole song isn't J. Cole on an Eminem song. It would mm. be Eminem on a J. Cole song because 100%. J. Cole... Because obviously you want them... I think if the majority of the song is J. Cole... Unless they do like a back and forth thing, which I can't see them doing, but if the majority of the song is J. Cole, he's going to bring everything he's got. Yeah, and you know if Eminem's on a verse, he's going to just absolutely knock out of the park. And I think in terms of features, you know, you see a lot of reactors say the same thing. Obviously, Stevie Knight's one of the biggest ones who keeps saying it. The biggest issue with a lot of guest verses where Eminem's on on the track is they don't fetch the full potential. And he, to be fair. He's made up with Easy Mill now, but he said the same thing about the Easy Mill track. He didn't hit that top level which you would expect someone to do when they're on the track with Eminem. Mm. Mm. Um like obviously I'm I'm you know, I'm not trying to say Eminem buried Easy Mill, I'm just saying I think Easy Mill could have done better. Um as as good of a song it is, and that's what Stevie Knight said as well. So it's like I think you need that's you need Eminem to be on a J. Cole song because J. Cole's gonna bring it. Like he he's not gonna let it like let himself flop, and Eminem's gonna bring. I think that's the best way to go around that whole idea of the song.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, as we know with Jay Cole, he's been on a you know a pretty impressive feature run uh, over the last sort of twelve months. Uh, do you think, guys, that M is sort of going to be on a feature run, or do you think there's going to be more of a studio album that will come out this year? What do well, you think?
0: We we talked before sort of Christmas saying like oh. I don't think we're gonna get gonna get much more from eminem he just seems to be doing sort of uh, public appearances etc but we've had now lace it and uh obviously doomsday part two it's obviously he's obviously making music at the moment um he's gonna end up with too much of it surely so i'd like to think we're gonna get a studio album but i don't the only thing i i think with eminem with features is going back to that whole theme thing if you're going to be on an Eminem song, it's going to be on his album. And if he's going to join your song, most artists tend to give him about two and a half minutes of the tune. Like, look at the Friday Night Cipher. If you listen to that thing, like it's it's like eight or nine artists on a seven-minute song, and Eminem gets like the last two minutes of the track. So like, mm. they've got a, you've got to go with how how he wants to go, if you know what I mean, or how he wants to sound. So I don't think we'd ever get a massive feature run from him um he's never really done massive feature runs anyway i I don't think he's done a couple of odd ones here and there but
1: yeah people he's
0: already worked with
1: yeah i think the early when he was just sort of new in the mainstream i think like you know the sort of 2000 up to 2004 he, he was pretty fluid there was at least maybe six or seven a year um there was a lot of consistency around that mm. Um but yeah I mean yeah there's not been a lot I mean what what did we get last year we got uh, realist and then we got lace it mm. uh, so that was just a two um, and then this year obviously it's only you know January February we've got one so yeah it w- would be interesting to see if this is the start of the sort of the rollout towards the album like you know he's been a um, on the TV a lot recently because he's been following uh, the Detroit Lions as well in the NFL So he's definitely, he's out there isn't he? I mean he is out yeah. in the limelight
0: Very out and about I mean I don't think we've seen him out probably this much in a lo- long time We were saying the other day that uh, every time he goes to these like uh, games now They put him on the big screen and he always tends to get pretty hyped and hype the crowd up And they put his tweet up saying Whatever it swears somewhere in it, I can't remember the whole tweet now. Let's go, it yeah. <laughs> and they have to blow out obviously where it swears, but yeah, it's quite funny. They're obviously probably using it as marketing as well. He probably doesn't mind because it's Detroit, so yeah,
1: exactly. Um, with regards to Doomsday Part Two, guys, uh, there will be a music video coming out very soon. Uh, how is that going to go down? Is it just going to be full of giraffes?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting well, to be fair the The last time Cole Bennett obviously directed an Eminem music video. Do you know what? Even though like it was a bit, the visuals were like all over the place, but it was so well done. It worked. So to be fair, I I, I don't know how it's going to work, but I know he's going to knock out the park. So it, it it's just guesswork, isn't it? But I reckon it's going to be brilliant.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't I think uh, Cole Bennett did say that it will potentially be one of the last. Uh, music videos to get released so it could be round about the middle towards the end of February so yeah we'll just have to wait and see and see what how that turns out uh, in terms of the album guys um you know all is yellows, a lot of features on it uh what would your uh, you know have you got any standout tracks
0: i've listened to it a bit so far the ones that sort of stick out the most for me are fly away which is the first track just because I, I like sheck Words, ski mask and and jid also a guy from dreamville which is a uh, J. Cole's record label um, is on the album. So that's quite cool. And then you've got uh, the other ones I liked was First Night. That features Tizo Touchdown, Juicy J, uh, Denzel Curry. Um, obviously, I'm a big Denzel Curry fan, so oh, I'm really yes. enjoying that. Um, so that's worth it. That's, it's very, like uh, I'd say, like Florida rap, if you know what I mean. Very mm-hmm. choppy. Uh, a bit like Ski Master's Thump God is as well. Um, and then I also really enjoyed Special, which has got uh, L- Lotto, Sway Lee and Amine. Um, so it's a nice different sound. Uh, yeah, I kind of enjoyed that a lot. Then obviously you go to Doomsday and then Doomsday Part 2. There's, there's one I wanted to ask you guys about because it came out before the album released. But have you listened to the track Stop Giving Me Advice with Jack Harlow and Dave? Yes, it's, I have. I love I it.
2: I think it's incredible.
0: It's, see, I, I, do, I, do, I do really enjoy it. There's just two things for me that stick out. One, how did that possibly come about? Like, like that is a very odd feature for me. I, don't, I think Jack Harlow loves the UK, but of all the artists he could have mixed with,
1: it's Dave. And I think it's got something to do with the Brit Awards. I think oh, the okay. two of them were at the Brit Awards last year, and I'm sure that sort of I f- they might have known each other before that. But I do remember seeing a picture of the two of them talking, so potentially could have yeah. came from that, I suppose.
0: And and the, the other thing I just wanted to say with it as well is. I don't know how much of Dave's music you both have listened to. I'd imagine a fair bit. Love but him. Love it's him. a very strange verse for Dave on that sort of beat. I yeah. thought I was going to hear something like Into the Fire off of his last album, um, which was very like in time, very, very punctual. Um, but this was just a little bit offbeat every now and then. I didn't mind it, and I do still appreciate it, and some of the
2: bars are crazy. His wordplay is always amazing. But I just thought it was very odd, different sound for him. In fairness... I thought it was quite good because it just shows that I think he's had to come out of his comfort zone a bit, Mm. which I've got the feeling he's wanted to do a little bit for a while, like, you know, venture into something slightly different just so it isn't not the same old, same old, but just something fresh. So I think think the way they've gone about it has been very well done. And to be fair, I'm sure I was saying this to you, Ross, even though this, this is a little bit of a stretch, and I'm prepared to admit it's a bit of a stretch, but the actual beat of the song and the way it flows, it reminds me so much of LL Cool J's Hush. And I know that's a little bit of a reach, but I just the hear way it, like, the beat actually runs, it just sounds yeah. like a different tempo version of it. Uh, I think that's why it sticks out to me so much.
1: There might even potentially be a sample from it.
2: I'm not too sure. Uh, Blake, what about the rest of them? Any other tracks that sort of gain your interest? In fairness, Ross has said the majority of the ones that I've actually had the time to listen to. Um, You know, the the, the one with Swaley, I think, is very well done. What was the track with Denzel Curry on again? What was that called?
0: Um, first Night. It's TJ oh, yeah. Touchdown. Juicy J as well, which is really cool. Like He's got a fucking wicked sound.
2: Yeah, I, f- I thought the way that came together, like the total sound, the way it's been produced, I thought that was very good. So, yeah, to to be fair, do you know what? For what you what you would say is really a compilation album, I think I think the production side of it, I think the way the tracks flow from one to another, do you know what? I think Lyrical Lemonade, Corbin, all that side of things have absolutely knocked this album out of the park just because it's got something for everyone like it isn't a, an album where you'll go on and you'll go oh you know like for example like some people have, you know got this album just because eminem's on it or some people have got this album just because dave's on it or you know jack holland hmm. stuff like that but i think there is something for everyone on there like a different style of music on every track yeah
1: i'd agree with that there's that song uh, hummingbird uh, that is by i think it's Teasel touchdown and Sababi, it's, it's it's really good. It's just like a nice sort of chilled vibe. That Tizo
0: is going to be everywhere. He is. I don't know if you guys have seen much of him, but he was on Travis's album Utopia. He was mm. on Drake's album most recently, and now he's done this. I think he's done a couple of other features recently. He is kicking off, and he's bringing back this sort of like old two thousands uh, like emo pop rock yeah. sort of sound. It's interesting.
1: So stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it does kind of work as well, depending on on who you're with. So it'd be interesting to see how many how many sort of features he carries on doing. He's on a bit of a hot feature run.
1: Yeah, it might even be on a a new Eminem album this year. Eh? Who knows? I imagine. Uh, right, guys. That is. I was just yeah. As I says, uh, Doomsday Part Two is out. Uh, the visuals drop in the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks everyone to, for listening. Just the usual. Follow us on you know your Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, etc. Uh, and we'll be back next week for another episode.